This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. There is a lot of criticism for this 0-2 start for the Cincinnati Bengals. And we'll kind of start it with this because it's happened in back-to-back weeks. And there were plenty of games in 2021 that this team really didn't get it going. You could say defensively or offensively until the second half. I don't even want to give their second half any credit in this game. So it sounds weird to say they can't start out flat anymore. But when you do see this team start out flat, which they did for the majority of this game in the start of the first half against the Steelers. Is that a team or a coach problem? <sighs> I want to say it is a, a coach problem because you think of those scripted drives to start and they're not really getting touchdowns out of that the same way that the Cowboys got two touchdowns basically out of their scripted stuff. Last year, they didn't get much out of their scripted stuff either. So that's starting to become a trend that the Bengals just don't, start off the game with a well-scripted drive that just, you know, makes things easy. They get a guy wide open. They force an adjustment from the defense. It feels very reactive from them. They come out, they run plays just to see, poke and prod, see how the defense reacts, and then they try to take advantage of it later in the game. But as we've seen the past two times, they dig themselves too big of a hole. Is Joe Burrow going to be okay? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I've – I am starting to get mildly concerned about some issues, but I mean, he missed, he missed an accuracy thing down the field today that Higgins put it a little bit too far for him. Just a couple things like that that make me think like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll get over, he'll start hitting those. But yeah, I mean, I think he'll be okay. The concern is, does he get back to that MVP second half of last season level? I'm not sure. I hope so. And He'll need to for the second half of this season. 
when you think of the offensive line, um, all the fingers will point towards the offensive line when when Joe doesn't have time and Joe takes a sack. We've talked about it plenty of times that sometimes this is on Joe Burrow and it's okay to admit that this guy that he's struggling out there at times and he is taking those sacks. But Lyle Collins, um, he didn't really have a great homecoming against the Dallas Cowboys. How did you think the offensive line overall did besides the obvious of the struggles too? I mean, both tackles had their moments where they struggled. Lyle still doesn't seem to have knocked off the rust. I thought maybe he was knocking it off in the second half of that Steelers game, but maybe it was more that the Steelers were winded and that was a lot of plays that they were on the field. So he needs to play better. The whole unit needs to play better. I mean, at this point, it really feels like even what Kappa had a false start and he was the one guy, him and Karis were the only guys I was looking at as like, uh, well, I, at least those guys are doing solid. And then he has a false start. I still don't remember him having any bad plays. And he did have a really nice combo double team with uh, Collins where Collins drove the, I think it was the Marcus Lawrence over a gap and a half and went to the second level and Cap is a part of that. So there, I think Kappa and Karras are still the the uh, high points of the offensive line, but they were less so today than they were last week. And, I mean, I would say the offensive line probably played similar to last week. It was really just one guy that really killed them because Doris Armstrong got, got a sack against the tight end. But uh, we could talk about why that happens um, because I – do want to give some defense about that, but uh, yeah, I, I do think just the offensive line has been underwhelming, but it's like what Duke came on and said last week, where it's going to take six, eight weeks for them to gel together. That's why you see Micah Parsons come off as a free rusher once because they just, whatever protection call happened, uh, Collins didn't get it on the other side. So he takes the most dangerous man to the inside or at least gives help to it and then treats uh Parsons as if he's the hot player, as if if he comes Joe's hot. I don't think that was the call. I think you're always going to have somebody get out there to, to the Parsons on that play, but it seemed like the offensive line didn't communicate that. If I wanted to be optimistic, I think of Hayden Hurst. He had some key catches in there, and man, it felt like deja vu was what we saw in the fourth quarter against the Steelers. How did you feel he played out there and is there is there any hope with some of the offensive weapons? We know Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd are all really good. They're just not getting the reps right now. But um, but there has to be some kind of optimism on the tight end room for him at least. Yeah, I like what Hurst did a lot. I mean, he had another play where he dragged defenders for the first down in a key situation. Seems to be making that a thing. I love it. Um, he's strong. He's athletic. I don't think that Burrow throws those seam ball, that bender. It was like, what? I think they played too high and he's trying to fit it in between the safety and the linebacker. Cause those are the guys that sandwiched him almost came down with it. Just had to take a heck of a shot. And that's what uh, it seemed like everybody was calling for him to try to take that shot. He did. Hurst almost came down with it. It's just, I do think that window isn't as open as everybody thinks it is where you, you pause a play and you're like, Oh my God, he's wide open. But when you consider that the throw has to go over the linebacker and then still fall down perfectly into his hands, how that's not going to be driven with a lot of force. Um, yeah, your guy's going to get hit. He's going he's gonna to take a big shot. And he did, wasn't able to hold on. But I think I like the athleticism that he was able to challenge down the field on that play. 
And overall, just I think Hurst plays solid pretty much every week. Last week I thought he was good. This week I thought he was good. Um, haven't watched it back, but he does seem like he's able to athletically challenge the defense down the field on these bender routes, things like that. And when he gets the ball in space, he's able to create. Um, hopefully Drew is Drew Sample is okay. I do wish it was Hurst on that tight end screen. <laughs> when I saw it was 89, I just thought, like, why are you like this is just it's paralysis by analysis. You know, you're thinking too much about, oh, they won't think that we throw this tight end screen to sample, but the defense is just reacting to the blocks that they see. That's what I don't understand because I feel like they do that a lot when it comes to and and I hope Drew Sample's okay. It's unfortunate because when they declare you out really quickly, it's never really good. But hopefully, you know, he gets good news and he's gonna be fine. But there's times when you give it to Drew Sample or there's times when it's Samaj P. Ryan. And I'm like, what what are you doing? You have all of these weapons. And I don't know why, because I, I agree with you. I think they're like, well, they won't think we're going to give it to this guy because look who else we have on the squad on this offense. Do you feel like at times that they make this harder than it needs to be? Yeah. I, I mean, really, I think for the Bengals, just last year the game for them was simple where it was just get the ball to your playmakers down the field, try to isolate them. Now defenses are doing a little bit more, trying to keep safeties over both Chase and Higgins and, you know, trying to just take away some of that stuff, especially Chase. They're always trying to keep a safety over him. So that's not there, but you could still get your playmakers, the ball in space. Uh, this facing all these Tampa two and other looks, it doesn't, freeze a lot of good offenses like it's doing to the Bengals. If, if the Bengals offense is supposed to be a 30 plus point per game offense, they shouldn't be frozen by just facing these two high looks. I mean, there just has to be a way to get your playmaker the ball in space. And they did it to chase a few times. I feel like it, they didn't get it to Higgins, but I'm not sure if that was play calling so much. There was also a play. I really felt like Burrow, he runs right into the spy and slides down for a sack. I know the spy is a free runner and he's probably triggering once Burrow steps to his right, but I really wanted him to just set his feet, reset his feet and fire the ball. Cause Higgins is running open on a dig route over the middle of the field. He's going to probably take a shot, but I think he has enough time to set his feet and throw it and him not doing that. And instead running right into the guy, like just running into him and sliding. It just felt like such a waste of a play. Like just give your guy a shot throw the ball and give him a shot downfield because you're probably not making a linebacker miss and, and running for 15 yards. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What did you think of Joe Mixon today? Solid. Not the greatest performance. I didn't like they got tripped up so much, but that's just Joe Mixon. He also will make just reads and cuts where it seems like he's going to gain five, six, seven yards when there was zero there. I think he's. I, th I think he was solid. I. He, again, came off the field. I think he's getting so much work that he's just getting a little banged up from time to time. He had to get his ankle taped again. So he's already getting banged up. Don't love that early in the season. But 
I do think he was solid. I don't remember anything standing out so much in the passing game. Last week, it seemed like he was a checkdown magnet. This week, it felt like that wasn't there. But otherwise, yeah, I thought he was solid. I don't know what you thought watching him live, but I didn't think he was bad. I just, I just, yeah, just hands on the ground being able to trip him has just been frustrating because he seems like he has pretty good balance. It's just not there, not there whenever a hand trips him up from behind and he falls down because it, it seems like he made the right read. He made a good cut. He's accelerating down the field and then bam, he falls on his face. Yeah. That's what's weird because Joe Mixon is awesome and you want to measure running back on, on any squad, but it just feels like he's coming down so easy right now. And that just doesn't feel like the normal Joe Mixon and what we, 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 we've seen in the past, what he can run through. I mean, even he's had brutal offensive lines his whole career, but just, I don't know, just, there, there's some things he looks fine, but I, I'm just a little surprised with with how the outcome of that has been going, even with some of the run plays. But people are are they're not happy right now <laughs> with this offense. And if you were to give any glimmer of hope, we, we talked about Hayden Hurst in the tight end room. Obviously, knock on wood, but so far everybody's health is is on their side. W- where would you start with optimism outlook going forward with this offense? It feels to me like there are throws there. It feels like there's still a lot of rust for quite a few players. I think Burrow doesn't seem his, – his internal clock just seems fast to me. Every time he senses the first sense of pressure, he's dropping his head and doing a Derrick Henry impression, it feels like. Um, but I want him to just – you know, he does it – he used to do it all the time where you just move, set your feet, and throw. And he did it a few times today, but it's not consistent. And for him to be an elite quarterback, that has to be consistent. He can't be just pulling the ball down and scrambling. That's that's kind of rookie stuff where the scramble's nice when you can pick it up, but you're going to run into some sacks, some hits. You don't need things like that. Collins just still looks rusty. It looks like this offensive line as a whole just hasn't played together still. I mean, just – too many miscommunications and sometimes they all do work as a unit and you get a great play, but it's not consistent. I do think the wide receivers all look good. Um, it's, it's just getting them the ball and protecting long enough for them to work down the field. So there is hope last year. It was an exciting offense. I do think these were two talented defenses. The Cowboys were the number one defense last season. Pittsburgh has, well, at least had when Watt was healthy, the best front in the league, and were have been an elite defense the past few years. Last year, and eh, not so much, but this year you would expect it because no, in, not as many injuries, um, and the addition of Brian Flores. But I think you just look at the last two weeks as okay, we faced some tough defenses, and then there are flashes of like, yeah, this is going to work, this could work. It's just getting to those consistently. All right, I want to get into more with the defense because it feels like you could go glass half full and then just a little glass half empty in this game. Obviously, the offensive struggle in the last two games, but um, again, there, there's some things still to fix on both sides of the ball. We'll get to that next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.